When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here along with Cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Husker CuzCast for all podcast updates and more. We meet again. It is the second time this week under our new format. This is our Louisiana Tech preview. Go back and listen to our Sunday night's episode where we reacted to the Northern Illinois uh, victory. That was a fun episode. So we got a lot to unpack here, guys. We have some injuries to talk about in the running back room. We're going to talk about a little bit about the quarterback. Who's Who do you want to see start? Obviously, we're going to preview Louisiana Tech. But now that we have that victory against Northern Illinois, we have five games that we need to win to get to a bowl game. So we're going to take a look at the five easiest games to get to a bowl game. And then, of course, it's games of the week, which, Tyler, me and you suck at this. Derek, it's the Derek show for games of the week <laughs> against the spread, right? I mean, it's 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 bad. Uh, so let's get into it here. Uh, injuries. This was a big thing that came out of the Northern Illinois game. The running backs, Gabe Irvin and Ramir Johnson out for the year. That's a big kick in the nuts, as Derek would say, uh, in that running back room. Tyler, talk to us about this. I mean, it's devastating, guys. I mean, you, you know, you felt really good about Nebraska after that game. I would, I dare say... You know, I felt as good about the Huskers at any point in the month of September in the last five years. I mean, I felt really good about what was coming up for the Huskers. And, and this is devastating. And, you know, there, there are seasons you could lose two of your three best running backs and be okay. The struggle here for Nebraska is we have shown no ability to pass the ball. No matter who the quarterback is, we have not been able to do it. So th- this is one of those games that it these are a couple injuries that changed the course of what I think this season could be. I mean, I cannot say it any better. This is a huge loss for Nebraska. Uh, Derek. I Tyler said it. I mean, it it is a huge loss. I I don't think it'll affect us for this game so much. Anthony Grant's fine running back. He's still might be the best running back on our roster. I mean, even before the injuries, I don't know. Uh, as long as he can hold on to the ball, we know we can run it well. So, I I mean, we get him. It, it's it's what's behind him that gets scary. Because he can't play every single play. And he can't run the ball every single time. So, now you're, you're, now you're expecting the quarterbacks to run a little bit more. So, now injuries start. you start worrying about injuries at the quarterback position. We've already had one in the first two games with uh, Sims getting hurt. And I... I don't think we can afford to lose a quarterback on top of losing these two running backs. 
It's tough. I, I don't. I. I feel absolutely horrible for both these running backs. Like just Ramir Johnson in his senior year, he's finally getting the playing time he deserves, and now he's done. Senior, I don't know if he'll be. I think he can still come back for maybe one year, right? He he, he qualify. He could come back again. Uh, so both of these guys would qualify if they wanted to for a medical red shirt. Uh, so I looked up the and they, rules, and they both technically qualify. I, I know it gets a little dicey with the NCAA nowadays, but the rules state it, the injury has to occur in the first half of the season, check, and you have to have played less than 30% of the uh, playing time of the year. And no matter how you shake it, you should probably qualify under that. Um, but, I mean, it, it's but, dicey. It's dicey for sure. It, and then you look at Gabe Irvin's career, you know, he comes out and starts as a true freshman at a running back and ends up getting hurt, what, in like game three or four that year, tears his ACL, comes back from it and tears his other ACL. And then now this, you know, dislocated hip. Like, I I don't know if he wants to come back. So I hope he does, but. So let's talk about who's in the wings here to uh, get some snaps. At running back, Tanner, who who is it going to be? Well, I mean, the, the easy answer is the guy who's going to get most of the snaps is Anthony Grant. Um, so he he's the guy that is going to see a huge workload increase. And you know what? Last year he was the back. I mean, he had three games over twenty carries last year. He showed that he could be the dominant back. After him, coaches are looking at Emmett Johnson. Uh, we we talked we've talked to him a little about him a little bit in this podcast. He comes from Minnesota. Um, he was Mr. Football in Minnesota. He's a redshirt freshman. Uh, you're looking at him probably being that number two guy. And he has a good pedigree, uh, just completely unproven. And on the surface, a huge downgrade from what you would expect from Gabe Irvin or Ramir Johnson. I'm looking here at the stats. He has not had a carry at Nebraska yet. That That is correct. So after that... We're looking at Quentin Ives, true freshman. I mean, I, I get. I mean, it gets kind of because you've seen like other guys take carries, like Trevor Libin, Lubin, Libin. I don't know which way you say. Uh, Trevor he's a Lubin. Walk- yeah, yeah, he's a walk on. He, I mean, had he a hell could of a carry last position. week. Yeah, yeah, he could be in position. Maybe the fullbacks get a little bit more involved. But yeah, I mean, Ives would be a logical. He's the only other scholarship running back on the roster. Derek, what do you think uh, after Anthony Grant? Who do you th- what do you think of uh, the depth after that? It's shaky. I mean, neither guy has any experience. Uh, I mean, you talk about walk-ons; they're always a fun story. But when you're relying on them, it's kind of scary. Uh, Quentin Ives, I, I, I'm not sure if he's ready or not. I, I just maybe he is. I don't know. Uh, Emmett Johnson, I could see being ready. I mean, he's been here. This is his second year in the program. Maybe he's ready, but we haven't seen it. I mean, we've seen him on kickoff returns, and he hasn't been overly impressive there. I mean, he hasn't been terrible, but hasn't been overly impressive. I, I'm I, I don't to, know. It, it's, it's getting scary at this point. I'm trying to think back to the spring game. Did Emmett Johnson, did he ever have any memorable carries during that game, or do you remember him? Carrying, I'm, I'm sure he touched the ball during the spring game, but nothing is standing out. 
of that. So, yeah, at, at the end of the day, it is a scary situation at running back. And if you have to overuse Anthony Grant, and God forbid if he goes down, we're fucked. <laughs> well, Our we running game is I, fucked, right? Well, I, I we are. Um, we're in big trouble. I think this is where uh, it gets really interesting these next couple weeks. And, you know, we're going to talk here in a minute about the quarterback room. And one thing I think I threw out to you guys I, and I, I think Derek brought this up on the last podcast. I might be misremembering, but about going to a two quarterback system a little bit. I almost think you need to just to treat them as running backs. Yeah. And, and and when you talk about the rushing attack, I, you know, I've heard people say put Sims at running back or put Harburg at running back, and m- maybe you could run a couple formations with them both out there. But I I just think that you're gonna have to look at that quarterback room. You know, last week I made a big deal about Harvard carrying it over 20 times. I think you're in a position that you need the quarterbacks to carry the ball 20 plus times a game. And and can one quarterback do that? I don't think so. I don't think that's a sustainable model. So maybe even if it's not a complete even split, you know, whoever, whoever we're going to get into this in a second, but whoever your number two is, hey, maybe he comes out and relieves the other quarterback eight carries a game just to give a little bit of break on the body because we're going to need something. Cause what I will tell you is not going to happen is we're not going to all of a sudden be able to throw the ball 25 times a game. Like that, that is just, we're not, we're not, not set up for that team. <laughs> like we're, we're just, we're not that type of roster. We cannot throw the ball that much. Uh, we have for, not proven it for what it's worth. Emmett Johnson had three carries for six yards in, in the, the spring, spring game. game. Okay. So, Derek, how do you go about the re- navigating the rest of the season with Anthony Grant? Right now, he becomes your most important Husker on offense because you cannot have that guy go down. How do you balance his workload and trying to keep him healthy, but trying also trying to have a productive rushing attack? What do you do? Well, I, I think in this, especially in this particular game that we're coming up on, where they don't have a great defense you got to play Emmett Johnson quite a bit and get him some experience. This is a good game to get him some experience in. I'm not saying you don't give Anthony Grant his fair share of carries, but you don't want to overuse him in this game when you don't, when you hopefully shouldn't need him. Yeah. Michigan's uh, right. Knocking on the door and, here. And, and look, and if Michigan starts becoming, uh, getting out of hand fast, it's the same thing. Start putting those young guys in, let them get that big time experience. Yeah, Derek, I'm with you. That That is a very good take, and that's the same one I have. I almost think of it as a pitch count right now for Anthony Grant. Like, you you really want to hold him under 20 carries the next two weeks because starting with Illinois, like, that, that is going to be 25 carry-plus weeks. And you're going to ride him until the wheels fall off because I think that's what you have to do. I mean, you'll probably have a couple games in there or 30 carries, and you, you want those legs fresh. Fortunately, right now, Anthony Grant is fresh. Uh, Anthony Grant's had under 15 carries for the season so far. He's taken a whole game off. Like, he really is walking in this situation fresh. Last year, he had 218 carries. So, it, you know, if you kind of say, like, if you were to even that out right now for the rest, that's 200 carries for the rest of the year with nine games. That's 22 carries a game. Like, that for him, that's that seems doable, right? Like, you should be able to do that for the rest of the year. Um, but to me, I think it needs to be over 25. So I, I'm kind of keeping that in the back of my head and yeah, I, I'm whatever it needs to be, but 
get up big, get Anthony Grant out. He, and that's just a lot, a little bit more rotation early year in the game. But yeah, I mean, how fast do things change in college football? It's you know, three four weeks ago we're on this podcast talking about our our running back room is the best one of the best position groups on the roster. Now it's the shakiest. It is the scariest position group that we have right now. Well, what what are the odds? You lose two, okay, your quarterback. Your, <laughs> what are the odds that you lose? What are the odds that you lose your top two running backs in the same game? Like it's one thing to lose both your your top two running backs, but to lose them both in the same game. And for I the didn't year. notice either for I, the year. I didn't notice either during the game that they got hurt. No, that that, that was what that that was what was the craziest thing is you heard about Gabe Irvin and. Uh, Ramirez Johnson get hurt, and you were like, "What? When did that?" I I I recalled not seeing Ramirez Johnson much after the first quarter, but I thought, well, I mean, I don't know, whatever. Didn't think a whole lot of it because it's not uncommon for him to take a hiatus in the middle of games, or you know, yeah, or during a season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's just it's common. And then Gabe Irvin, it was late; it was in the fourth quarter, so I saw, okay, they're just resting him up. Yeah, didn't think nothing of it. Nope. Well, and, and well, yeah, it was it was just absolutely insane when, and then you know, the, the even craziest part about it is, uh, so Gabe Irvin spoke to the media in the post game presser, and they asked him how he was doing. He's like, "Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine." Yeah, I mean, and again, if you had lost both these guys for Louisiana Tech, you know, right now you'd be like, "It sucks." Hopefully, they come back, but you wouldn't really. It doesn't really change anything. But when you get to those, yeah, it, it's a big loss. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to look at it like in recent years. Th- these, this is the biggest losses that we've had at Nebraska, but since uh, Taylor Martinez went down in 2013 or 2012, 2013, whatever that was. 2013, probably possible. 2013. Yeah. Well, and again, Gabe Irvin, freshman year, entered as a starting running back and went out for the year. So we've lost players before like we've lost starting running backs before but the the amount of reliance we need to put on our running backs has never been higher in nebraska and or virtually never been higher i guess that's but it's and to lose them both same game nobody's gotten a chance to step up it's just a lot of pressure on this team you know a a guy asked me at work today so he called up to me he's like so we lost xavier betts because he quit the team we lost IGC because he tore his ACL. Now we've lost these two running backs. What percentage of our offense just went away? Oh, total production? Players? Oh, yeah. that's a, Wow. And we, we came up with a round number about probably around 65% of our production, maybe. I would say almost even more, right? It's possible. I don't, we'll have to look at that. We'll, uh, yeah. I, I, it was a great question that he asked me, and I was like, huh. You know, I really thought of it, but yeah, I mean that's massive to lose those four players. Now, well, I, I mean, I, now look now. I mean, hindsight twenty twenty, looking at what we are right now, and sitting here going, "Shit, it would really be nice to have all four of those players on the team right now." No doubt. So, as we pivot away from the running backs, let's talk about a different set of running backs, and those are the ones that are playing quarterback right now. As we hear, Jeff Sims is practicing, according to Satterfield today. He took about roughly 50 to 55% of the snaps. 
Derek, who do you want to see start at quarterback? All right. So I'm, I'm going to go with the – if Matt Rule thinks Jeff Sims gives us the best opportunity to win, then fine. If you're going to ask me personally who I want to see start, it's Henrik Harbert. Uh, but here's the deal. Like, we're going to have to probably use both these quarterbacks now that all these running backs are down. So let's just hope Jeff Sims gets healthy and can fix these turnovers. Because if he still turns the ball over, we're going to have to go away from him. Especially against this defense. Yeah, I mean, there's no excuse. I, it's just, yeah. And it's scary because I, I've seen Jeff Sims play. And I, I get it as against better talent, but it doesn't give me a lot of high hope. It's better talent, but it's not like it's good talent, though, right? Ah, Minnesota was good talent. I don't know about I don't know that Colorado's defense was good talent, great talent, but still probably better than Louisiana Tech, though. All right, so Tyler, as we're sitting here on a Tuesday night, where do you stand on the quarterback situation? Well, I kind of already tipped my hand. I, I think a two-quarterback system is a really good time to do it. Um, I, I personally would roll Harburg out there. I think the momentum he gained last week could give us a nice boost to start the game, let him go the first two series, put Jeff Sims in after that, and then you can look at a rotation after. But I, I think every sign here on a Tuesday night is pointing that Jeff Sims be the starter. And what I will say in that regard is, you know, Derek hit on the fact that Matt Rule and Satterfield definitely feel like Jeff Sims gives us the best shot. I would say it is not a unpopular opinion. A lot of people I talk to think that 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 is a different opinion that I think all three of us share. But what you do want to do for sure is to get Jeff Sims some confidence back. And if you have to play him his next meaningful snaps against Michigan or on the road against Illinois, or wherever, that that is probably not the chance to do it. So maybe giving him the start gets a little bit more confidence, let him have that scripted plays, get get him a chance to get a little momentum early, like might be good for the long run. And this is a good game to get both quarterbacks in. I don't know that we could play both quarterbacks all season. Maybe we can, I don't know. But I think this is a good game where you can – Give Sims a couple series, give Harbor a couple series, or you know, let one of them play one quarter, let them play the other quarter. Whoever plays the best out of two quarters, let them play the second half. What, however you want to do it. I mean, that's what we did in what was it, '94, in the Orange Bowl against Miami. I mean, and I know it's a way different scenario because we had two winning quarterbacks, and now we have. Just one winning quarterback. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's the old adage. If you have two quarterbacks, you're playing two quarterbacks, you have none, right? That That's usually what people say. And and I think that's probably accurate. I, I mean, yeah. Harburg played fine. I, I'm not overly confident in him. And this is not a situation, I want to be clear about this, that I think it's a two-quarterback system because both guys are equal. I just think that you have to run the quarterbacks 20 to 25 times a game for us to have any shot to win. And they're, I mean, I can't imagine asking Harburg to do that two weeks in a row. I, I mean, that just seems like a lot of wear and tear on a body. And Jeff Sims, I don't think, could, I just, I don't know if they can care. Tyler, hold you up to said 12. It. we're not going to turn into a passing team. There, somebody has to run the ball. We have to have somebody to run the ball. And by yeah. process of elimination, tag, you're it. Come on, Harburg. <laughs> yeah. 
It's it stinks. Hey, do you guys worry about what that crowd is going to do if Jeff Sims strolls out onto the field uh, for the very first possession? Do you think there's no. going to be? No. Do you think there's going to be booze or there's going to be cheers? What do you anticipate? Tyler, are you going to be there? First of all, I, I this I will not be there this week. Uh, I I am certain I will be home. Um, and to answer your question, no, I don't think there'll be booze, Justin. It is a shocking. As I talk to people, text message threads, like it, it is. I would say the majority of people I talk to are in favor of Jeff Sims starting. Uh, now the Twitter polls, the Cuz cast here, we we differ, but the people I talk to on the streets, it, the majority are, hey, I, I want to see. I think Jeff's the guy, um, and yeah. So I I think that would resonate in the crowd. I I don't expect booze. Derek, your thoughts? Uh, I, I think the general thought is that Jeff Sims is the better athlete. Jeff Sims is faster. Jeff Sims can run the ball better. Jeff Sims, I, I don't think he can throw the ball better, but I, there are some people that seem to think he can. Uh, I So I think there are a lot of people that would like to – that don't mind seeing Jeff Sims start. And I'm kind of getting more towards that. Really? Scenario where, like, I'm okay with it. Like, if you're going to start him, that's fine. But here's my thing. Tyler brought this up on Sunday night's episode. You know, it's fine if you start Jeff Sims. It's fine if you play Jeff Sims. But he has to have a short leash. Like, you start turning the ball over, just we got a spot for you. It's already nice and warm. We'll just scoot somebody over. We'll give you the warm spot. But. That, that pine will get warm for you. Well, I'm rooting for Harburg to start. I think he deserves it after last week. Uh, we've already seen I, I agree. I, I, I do agree with you there. But. And for all the people saying that Jeff Sims should start over Harburg, I don't know what they're maybe – they're maybe they're at practice. Maybe they see in practice. I don't have that luxury. All I can see is what happens during the game. And Jeff Sims isn't cutting it during the game. All right, so let's get so, into- so Justin, let me ask yeah. you this then. So then are you like I I I think Derek and I are kind of aligned I um the two quarterback system. Is are you there are you just thinking no, you play Harburg and ride it with him. No, I mean there's definitely at this point you definitely prob you definitely have to run with uh, two quarterbacks. But I, I, I if if give if Harburg we could just start if just one of those running backs was still healthy I'm going Harburg all the way. Yeah. Me too. Harburg in. But, but yeah, you guys, I mean, Tyler, you're right. We're probably going to have to run the quarterback a lot more than what we want to. I would and not be you shocked. Got, you got to find a way to try to keep him healthy. I, there would be 30 runs by quarterbacks if Jeff Sims and Harburg started. Or, or not started, played. played. Uh, do you get, let, me, let me ask you guys this. And I don't think we'll see it this week so much. But you get into like some of the Michigan games, some of the Big Ten play. You think there's a scenario where we see both quarterbacks on the field at the yes. same time? I do. I mean, you already seen Harburg in like the H back type stance. Yeah, yeah. And so you put him but out. You're there. not going to see that. You're not going to see that anymore. I don't. I don't no, think. But not not much. But it now that you have some snaps at him at quarterback, you you know you you do a weird motion with Jeff Sims. I mean, you could get. I'm not. Expecting I mean, a lot of that, but you could you could you could have a decoy. I mean, yeah, 
Because that's what he's going to be at that point, I think. I don't think you're going to throw him the ball much, unless he's wide open. But well, I, don't think I, you're gonna th- I don't think you're going to throw one of these quarterbacks the ball very often, risk him getting friggin' melee out there. Well, and we, and we talked about this on Sunday, like with the wide receiver room. It, it's not just the running backs that need to step up. Like we need a lot of these young guys. I mean, tap them on the shoulder. You just became a, like a starter because we need athletes on this team. I mean, we, we are in desperate need of some offensive juju right now. And that, that was probably true regardless of injuries, but it, it's, it's apparent now that we need something to change. All right, let's uh, jump to our Louisiana Tech preview. Uh, Louisiana Tech comes to Lincoln, 2.30 kickoff on FS1. Nebraska, 20-point favorites in this game, which that line shocks me. Uh, 47 is the over and under. Derek, were you shocked by this line, minus 20? Uh, I, I believe it opened up at 22 even. So, yeah, I was, I was a little shocked. Because it doesn't seem – I mean, it, it's a defense. Vegas is looking at this defense going, we should be able to shut these guys down. Because I don't think they're expecting the offense to score 40-something points. Yeah. And obviously not considering the over-under. What did you say it was? 42? 47. 47? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think Vegas is expecting a 41-6 to six game. Yeah, it's like basically like, I don't know, 35-14 type game, 34 yeah. 14. But Tyler, what about you? Did this line shock you? Minus 20? I mean, yes. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I, I am shocked it's that high. Uh, you know, last week we were talking, could we score 30 points this season? And so, I mean, if you think that 30 points is kind of that cap 35, I mean, yeah, it, it shocks me. All right. Well, let's get into it. As uh, old Patrick would say, oh, stat boy, let's talk about some key stats. All right, so there's been a lot of uh, talk this year about, uh, especially the rushing yards per play. So I'm going to get into that a little bit, because everybody seems to like these. Uh, Nebraska's averaging 5.14 yards per carry. Louisiana Tech's not too shabby themselves. They're averaging 5.13 yards per carry. They're right behind us. Uh, difference is defense, though. We're only giving up 1.74 yards a carry, and they're giving up 4.86 yards a carry. They're one of the worst teams on on the yards given up per carry. And, I, and, and here's the thing. like Every team that they've played has averaged over five yards per carry outside of Northwestern State. So, I, I I mean, Nebraska could have a big day running the ball against these guys, I think. If only they had some running backs. And then if you look at their actual yards per carry, Northwestern State, they averaged 9.66 yards a carry. So their, their uh, average there is a little bit skewed by that game. North Texas, they had 5.38. But when they played... Uh, Florida International and SMU, they averaged 2.82 and 1.17, respectively. So, uh, you want to get into some other stats? I mean, we can get into stats all day, but uh, they're they're averaging 31 points a game. This team can score. 
Now, our defense is really good, but they're going to be tested. And I, so I was looking at I was kind of curious. They, they averaged 181 yards rushing a game. And I was curious where everybody else stood in that. And Minnesota is the only team that was even close, and they were ranked 50, 55th in the country in rushing yards. Okay. And North, Northern Illinois and Colorado were at the very bottom. I mean, they were 113th and 128th or something like that. Uh so they were very bad rushing teams. So yes, we've shut them down and maybe us shutting them down as much as we did is part, part of the reason that they're struggling, but it, it's, it's not all of it. So this is probably one of the better rushing teams that we'll have faced. Well, uh, it, it's key to note that uh, their best running back or their returning court running back that is supposed to be good. That Marquise Crosby he hasn't played this year. He's out with a leg injury. I don't know his status. I tried to look that, it up. You can't find anything about it if he's going to be back or not. That, uh, that's fine, but they've got a, a three-headed monster that's doing just fine without him. Keith Willis is averaging 7.27 yards a carry. Tyre Shelton's averaging over 10 yards a carry. And... Uh, Charvis Thornton's averaging almost five yards a carry. Yeah, but I I would say that uh, the guy that the first guy that you met, the Willis, all of that that was basically just against Northwestern State. Now I'm disregarding an FCS team when I, when I look at stats, I disregard that stuff. So he had 188 yards against Northwestern State. I mean, he's he's had 33 carries. Yeah. I mean. I don't think all of that came against Northwestern State. But I think but. Shelton, I think he is going to be the premier back that we see a lot. I think he's going to be their guy that we see. And he's he he has had a uh, really good year. You know, 214 yards off of 21 carries this year uh, against uh, some decent teams. Uh, well, he's got two. Teams, he's got power. He has two. T- he has two touchdowns and Willis has three. I mean, it's a three headed monster. They're going to have three guys that are probably we're all we're going to see all three of them. All right, Tyler, get in here and talk about some uh, key stats that uh, you like here. Well, I mean, I, I I think Derek hit a lot of them. I think where this game just differs is, in you know, they've had four contests this year, Louisiana Tech. Uh, so they're one of the few teams that have played four games. In three of the four games, they have scored over 35 points. Uh, their one game they did not was against their toughest competition today in SMU, where they only scored 14. Uh in two of the contests this year, Louisiana Tech has given up over 500 yards total offense, one to SMU, one to North Texas. And, you know, when I saw the North Texas game, I was kind of like, well, that looks good for Nebraska because how good could North Texas be? So I went down a rabbit hole of them, and North Texas has had over 540 yards in all three of their contests this year. So the green mean or mean green are uh, are definitely uh, capable of putting up a lot of yards. Um, against Cal, uh, North Texas put up 600 yards. So definitely a uh, formidable opponent. So you can't read a lot into that. Um, you know, but when you look at the stat matchup, th- this is really the tale of, okay, can their offense move it against our defense? Because we, we talked about it a lot on Sunday. This, this, is, a, this is going from an amateur fight to a heavyweight fight. I mean, this is a whole different weight class that they're used to. And our defense is trying to be able to move it. And Derek highlighted a couple of them. But you look at our pass rush, what we've been able to do uh, this year, and having uh, 
15 sacks on the year or 14. 14 14 sacks on the year um i mean it, yeah i mean we're really yeah, yeah it, I, we're gonna be in the backfield their offensive so, line isn't known to be good they had only one all-conference name listed in the magazine so yeah i think we this is a team we can get after often and put a lot of danger on them so you talk about the pass rush louisiana tech they've given up 11 sacks this year smu sacked louisiana tech seven times in that game seven times so i think that that skews the stats a little bit but yeah but I'm I'm just saying, you know, with SMU has seven sacks. I mean, I think this is going to be by far the best defense that they see all year long. And we're going to put some pressure on this uh, Boise State guy. So why as well get Absolutely. into the key, key players. T- Derek, who are some of the key players on this Louisiana Tech team? All right. So that's uh, quarterback Hank Bachmeyer. I think that's how you say his name. Yes, Buckmeyer. Uh, uh, he's, a, he's a decent quarterback. I mean, he's throwing 66% of his passes. Uh, he's got 756 yards passing already. Has five touchdowns to two interceptions. He's done himself pretty well. Uh, we talked about the running backs already, so I won't get into them. They got a couple uh, wide receivers that could give us a little problems too. Uh, yeah, Justin? Can I add to that, Buckmeyer? He's a Boise State transfer also. He had like 29 starts at Boise State. I mean, so he's an experienced quarterback. Pretty decent. All right. So they got Smoke Harris at wide receiver. That guy, he's going to be good. I've heard a lot of stuff about this guy already. He's already caught 24 passes for 288 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Cyrus Allen's another guy. He's got 11 catches for 144 yards and has a touchdown himself. And I don't know if we'll see him play, but I don't know if anybody remembers this guy. But uh, they also have Decoldus Crawford on that roster. Oh, yeah. Does he have any stats this year? He does Negative. not. He, he does, does, he does not. not. But can we double-click on Smoke Harris? First of all, great name for wide receiver. Oh, yeah. A-plus name. But what he also does very well is return. Last year, he had over 780 total yards in the return game, third amongst FBS. This year, he's been a little bit more quiet so far. Um, you know, he's had uh, a total of uh, five punt returns he's taken and only accumulated 20 yards, two kick returns for 21 yards. But again, last year, he definitely produced a lot. Um, that that could be something to keep an eye on, Ed Foley, because, uh, yeah, he, he is dangerous uh, in that regard. So lots of return yard for him. Any other players you want to highlight there, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll kind of go to the defensive side. Um, I mean, the, the couple names that I saw, Cecil Singleton, one of their lockdown corners. He has an interception on the season. Uh, Deshaun Hall has two sacks at defensive line. Uh, those, those would probably be two of the guys I'd pay attention to. Uh, Willie... Uh, 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 can't see his uh roberts roberts that should be yeah <laughs> that was, was a tough read, one I, tyler i know i was trying to read my handwriting uh <laughs> also has four pass breaks up an interception on the air at that but i mean th- those would probably be a few of the defenders that nebraska's got to keep an eye on uh, fortunately two of them are in their secondary and don't really see them pushing the secretary a lot so 
but I think we have to worry a little bit more, a little more on this defensive line, and you're giving them credit because uh, you'd mentioned Deshaun Hall, but Jadan Barnett has a, a sack and a half himself, plus three tackles for loss. Zion Nason has a sack himself. All defensive linemen. That's I mean, they got they they run a four two five, I believe. And out out of, out of all of the uh, defensive backs, four of them have have an interception. So, I mean, it's they got a, a pretty good linebacker and uh, Jez Lord Boateng. I, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but I'll just pronounce it like that. It's B O A T E N G. Uh, but I, he's leading the team in tackles or uh, tackles for loss. I'm sorry. He's got five himself. So I there's some there's some names on this defense this defense, but they haven't been it's, it's they a, haven't played well collectively though. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. So Tyler, keys to victory for Louisiana Tech. What are they? I mean, cause turnovers. I mean, I feel yeah. like this is a broken record, but you know it. it we saw this last week. Northern Illinois struggled to drive the ball against Nebraska. It is going to be very difficult for Louisiana Tech to drive it consistently 50, 60 yards. They need to get short fields to be able to do this. Now, the the thing is, it doesn't take many. They don't need to do this often because if they can get a couple short fields and put a little bit of pressure on this offense, like I just this is not an offense built from coming from behind. We're, we're a front-runner team. It, it could change the game plan quite a bit. So I think the key for if Nebraska is going to lose this game, it's going to come down to turnovers. Uh, last week, we seemed to see a good step in the right direction. We'll see if we can carry that momentum into Saturday. Derek, keys to victory for Louisiana Tech. Uh, you know, Tyler, I mentioned probably the most important one. I, I don't think there's a ton of keys to victory for Louisiana Tech there. They should be outmatched and outmanned in this game. So I, as long as Nebraska don't hurt themselves, I, I don't see a lot of spots where Louisiana Tech's going to hurt us. Derek, do you worry about Nebraska with Michigan coming up next? That maybe, just maybe, we already have a win uh, in the. We got one win in the win column. Louisiana Tech coming at home, but we also have Michigan on the cusp. Do you see any chance of a letdown on this defense? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think Matt Rule is going to allow that to happen. I, I think Matt Rule is going to have these guys focused. And I, I think especially offensively with these running backs out and having to get some new guys, some experience. I just, I, I think Matt Rule is going to have these guys focused. He's not going to allow them to go. Let's worry. Let's worry about Michigan next week. I wouldn't be a smart move, and I. So I hope you're. I hope not. Is it possible? I mean, anything's possible. Sure. But but to double down, I don't think it's just Matt Rule. I think if you look some of these guys on defense, I mean, Luke Reimer, you know, Nick Henrik. I mean, Ty Robinson, Quentin Newsome. They haven't experienced a lot of victories at Nebraska. I I just don't think they're going to be riding in this game high. I think the losses of Gabe Irvin and Ramir Johnson, if anything, gets this defense to say, can we take it to the next level? Like, I mean, they, they gave up that score late. The Colorado game kind of got away from them. I think they come out even more playing hard because they're trying to make a statement right now that, 
hey, we're going to be fine without these guys. And the leadership, everything at State, I, I really do think they're going to come out and play their best game. All right, so do you is there anywhere that Louisiana Tech can hurt Nebraska though? No. No. I mean, I, I, I other than turnovers. I mean, and they do have I, I believe their uh turnover margins are quite a bit better than ours. They're still in the negative, but they're quite a bit better than ours. I mean, could could Louisiana Tech is there a world Louisiana Tech could put up 21 24 points on Nebraska you know get a short field or two and that our offense just can't get that high I mean th- that that could happen I mean that that's that's definitely on the board but it again it, it would involve a couple short fields for them to get those points cuz I mean I, I, we're about to do predictions a little bit. I don't see Nebraska scoring 42 on them. I don't think we're going to light up the scoreboard. And, you know, if you take away a couple possessions. And, you know, while, while coaches are high on Jeff Sibbs, if he's going to be our primary quarterback, we've all, I mean, I think we we're all advocating for two quarterbacks. It's 100% on the board they go run Jeff Sibbs out there this whole game. I mean, that 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 is a scenario that could very well happen. And, We've seen him not produce. I mean, we saw him in the first two games combined for a whole total of, uh, was it uh, 17 points? 17 points he had, and then Hein uh, Harburg had the other touchdown. So, I mean, it, it's possible he only scores 24 or 21. All right, keys to victory for Nebraska, Tyler. Uh, get up early. Let the defense put their ears down. Go after the team. I mean, that that's how it happens. I mean, I think I expect a big game for Anthony Grant coming in that primary role. I think whoever the quarterback is is going to look really good running the ball on them. So I, I mean, I, I feel like a broken record, but what what you see now in Nebraska, Northern Illinois, rinse and repeat. Derek, I so the, the keys are look. Defense has done really good this year. Where they've struggled in one area, a couple areas. Well, one area, two areas, Tur- turnovers, which, whatever, and then uh, getting off the off the field on third downs. Like that's been a bit of a struggle. We did much better last week. Uh, this is a team that is less than forty percent on third down conversions, so they're not very good at it. So, get off the field. Stop them on third down. Get off the field. And on offense, establish a run, run the clock, and just pound it down their ass. <laughs> pound it down their ass. Damn right. Uh, all right, uh, Tyler. How do you see this game playing out? I think I think Nebraska goes in this game. Uh, I think we get up early, uh, not big, but our defense holds up. Um, we give up a few yards, maybe a little bit more than we had against Northern Illinois. I certainly don't see under 100 yards. But this is a game I don't think is ever in jeopardy. Um, I, I could see us going up two touchdowns, two scores in halftime, and just kind of sitting on that lead in the second half. So, yeah, I, I think this is uh, – I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to get all of our backups in this game, but I think this is a game that you can kind of relax on Saturday and enjoy your cocktail and – not have to sweat it off too much. A lot of good games to watch also that day. All right, Derek, how do you see this game playing out? 
Uh, again, I see a lot the way Tyler sees it. I, I do think we could score often and early. Uh, this isn't a good defense. This is probably the worst defense we've faced. Uh, it's it's at home. It's just there's no reason not to score a lot. What what I don't want to see happen, and Tyler talked about, uh, you know, getting into the second half and just kind of cruising. And I hope we don't do that. I hope we, as the Scott Frost era would like to say, put your put your foot on their throat and just keep going. And I and that's what I'm hoping to see. So I'm I'm along with you guys. I think it'll be an easy game. Uh, one stat from that North Texas game. Uh, that I thought was interesting is North Texas, they ran 87 plays for 562 yards total offense. Louisiana Tech, they just ran 64 plays in that game. So I think in this game, I think this is a great opportunity. I think the, you know, their defense is going to be outmatched by our offense somehow. Uh, their offense is obviously going to be outmatched by our defense. So I think we can keep that play total down uh, for Louisiana Tech, and I'm hoping that that increases our play total to uh, get a little bit more plays in. I know it will be a little bit run heavy, but you know what? This, If there's ever an opportunity this year to work on the passing game, I think this is that game. I think this is a uh, game where you can pass the ball to work on all the things that you've been wanting to work on and you can't get it done in practice because our defense is too tough, but I think you can get that done. So I, I just see Nebraska having their way with Louisiana tech in this game, getting ready for Michigan. So bold predictions to you, Derek. All right. So my bold prediction is, and I'm going to disagree with Tyler on this because he said it earlier. I think Nebraska scores more than 40 points on these guys. So mine is, I think Emmett Johnson comes into the game, gets his first touchdown of his career against them, and is a major contributor. So the prediction is the touchdowns. Okay. But I, th- I, I think he's going to be better than a lot of people are giving him credit for. So my bold prediction is, uh, I kind of uh, alluded to this earlier, SMU got seven sacks against Louisiana Tech when they played. I think Nebraska sitting at 14 sacks right now. They're going to get add six more sacks to this. That'll put us at 20 through four games. And that's on pace for a really nice number this year. Tyler, you've said it before. 50 sack team. Yeah, with the NASCAR package. Drink, Derek. Uh, but, I mean, we're... we're <laughs> drink. So... I think this is the game to pad those stats a little bit more to get those sacks. And I would not be shocked if we surpassed that seven sack total that SMU had knocked down for eight. So uh, score predictions to you, Derek. All right. So as I said, I think we scored more than 40. So I'll say 42 to seven. Okay. Tyler. And I think, I think they score. I think they score late. I don't think it's, uh, I, I just I think it'll be a scrub time when they finally score that touchdown. Tyler, uh, I'm gonna go 28 to six. All right, so I have a 42 score. Also, I think Nebraska wins 42 to 14. 
I am going to give their offense a little bit of credit. I think uh, they do have just enough playmakers uh, on their team to where they might be able to give us fits, especially late. We gave up a late touchdown last week against Northern Illinois. I can certainly see that happening this time. One thing that I really appreciate about uh, Matt Rule and staff is we used to look at these games and all we would hope for is like, wow, you know, let's get the starters off the field and play some young guys. This staff has been doing that all year long. So uh, defensively. Yeah, defensively. Yeah, I mean, so. Offensively, I don't know about quite as much, but maybe you don't need to. Right now, you just need to get the offense going. Yeah, they do. But, but defensively, so, yes, we've had a lot of young kids playing, and so it's awesome to see. In both of your scenarios, you guys see a, a lot bigger blowout than I see. So let me ask you this. Fourth quarter comes, I, we're up four touchdowns. You know, we're in a position. Are you playing Hartberg or Sims, or are you playing Chubba? Chubba. I'm playing Chubba. you got to get Chubba in the game. I mean, I think Jeff Sims and Harburg. Their work is going to be cut out for them over the next seven games after this one. Uh, eight games after this one. So rest those guys up. Let Chubba get his little work in. Because uh, I think Chubba, I think he's going to find some su- su- some success against this team as well. And that's going to boost his confidence too. So let me ask you this. Last question on the game. So I think we're all aligned that we think we should be in some sort of two quarterback system. What are the odds we are? I would say 80%. I'd say, I was going to say 90%. Okay. I, 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 I think lo- you have I'm, to. I'm I, lower. I, I, so I real- can you define that, though? Can you okay, define? Uh, great question. Uh, a scenario where in a meaningful game where it's still within three scores, you see a split of snaps uh, at least seventy thirty. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So not not a one series wonder, not coming out there and just doing that. But like, I'm saying in first half, I would not be shocked if that happens in the first half. I I, I, I yeah, I'm lower than you guys. I, I I really I could see I could see Jeff Sims go out there and play the whole first half. I almost made my bold prediction that in the first two drives, Jeff Sims has a turnover. And gets pulled from the game. <laughs> we don't need that juju, bad juju I, on this. You're right, we don't. That's why I didn't do it. But all right, so uh, that's three covers. All three of us think that Nebraska will cover 20 points. I'm actually shocked by that. I did certainly didn't think Tyler would have us covering 20 points, but it's close. And you, okay. and you know what's funny? I still wouldn't bet it. No, oh, God, no. <laughs> Stay away. All right, so Nebraska, they get their first win against Northern Illinois last week. Now we need five games, guys. Five games to hit a bowl game, a bowl game that we have not seen since 2016. So as you look at the schedule moving forward, rate the five easiest games where you think that we can chalk up wins to get that bowl eligibility. Uh Who's ready? Tyler, you want to go first? Yeah, so I think the easiest game left on the schedule is this Saturday, Memorial Stadium, Louisiana Tech. Easiest game left on the schedule, but but not by much because Northwestern is right there with them. So I think that's the second easiest win on the path to the bowl. Third easiest game, Purdue. 
Uh, Purdue has not done well under Ryan Walters. I feel like that is a layup of a game too. Now we're getting to a couple, little bit more dicey games. And it starts with a trip to Illinois. That's going to be my fourth game that's the easiest. I'm going to be in attendance, excited to go. Got great seats. Um, Friday night game, tough on the road. But I, I do think that is Illinois has not performed this well. I'm kicking myself in the ass because I should have been lower on them. I Everything in my gut told me to be lower on them this year, and I would have been right. And the fifth easiest game that most likely to make a bowl is going to be Maryland Terrapins. Wow. Uh, it's it's in Memorial Stadium. Uh, Maryland, you know, people look at that final score against Virginia last week. They were up by one score going into the fourth quarter. And this is a Virginia team that lost to James Madison. Uh, Charlotte gave them a run for their money. I, I think Maryland is not the team that a lot of people thought. Uh, so I, I, I would give them the next edge over teams like Michigan State and Wisconsin. Interesting. Derek. All right, well, I so I'm going to chalk the uh, Louisiana Tech and Northwestern as must-wins. Like, you you can't lose these games. I The, the crowd's going to turn on Matt Rule really fast if he loses either one of those two games. Purdue is a little tougher, but still probably the next easiest game. Uh, I, I, I will say this. Tyler, I disagree. I think Northwestern is still quite a bit tougher of a game than Louisiana Tech. But it still it still should be one of the easier games. Uh, after that, it, you're right, Tyler. It gets dicier. But I I'm gonna go Michigan State's one of the easy, the next easiest one with all the turmoil going four, on there. At number four. At number four, uh, yeah, at number four. Uh, with all the turmoil going on there, I, it just seems like their season's kind of dropping fast. You you watched them against Washington. I get it. Washington's a good team, great team. But, man, they did not look good in that game at all. Uh, and I, I, I just don't know if I see them getting much better throughout this year. I think Michigan State's in for a long season. Uh, after that, I, I'll, go, I'll say Illinois, but I really think that's a tough game, just being on a short week, on the road. But, but I still think it's probably easier than Maryland, Wisconsin, or Iowa. So I'll say Illinois, but that fifth game is really tough to say. Yeah, I'm I'm with you guys. Well, I'm definitely with you, Derek. Our uh, teams are exactly alike. I think Louisiana Tech, Northwestern, and Purdue, I think those are fairly easy games is what I'm going to say. And then I think there's a drop-off here. So at number four, Michigan State, uh, going on the road, that's going to be tough. It's not a gimme by... No measure. And then number five, Illinois. Same thing. Uh, both Michigan State and Illinois, those games could go either way. I would be more shocked if we lost to Purdue uh, than, you know, I mean, <laughs> than maybe even winning both Michigan State and Illinois. I mean, bull eligibility is a huge concern right now. And when you put it on like this, put lay it out on paper, the games that you need to win that you think you have to win and rating them the easiest. I mean, the likelihood of winning all five. Derek, how do you feel about winning all five? I mean, do you feel good about it? I, 
kind of, but Do not you? really. <laughs> I don't know. It's so hard. Uh, here's the thing. Like, I look at our schedule, and I'm sitting here going, man, Wisconsin hasn't been world beaters. Iowa finally looked good last weekend, but it was against Western Michigan. Maryland has struggled a little bit. Michigan State's really kind of struggling right now. Purdue's struggling. Northwestern's struggling. Illinois is struggling. Outside of Michigan, there's no reason you almost couldn't win every other game on the schedule. Now, it's not going to happen. I don't expect that to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But I think there's a chance to win every other game on the schedule other than Michigan. Yeah, there's just as equally just as many teams that you but, could lose But you're to. right. You could you could lose yeah. to almost every one of those teams, well, too. So, so you, see, you sit there and you say, okay, so I think we're all kind of aligned that Purdue, Northwestern, and Louisiana Tech, 90% plus we win those games. Yeah, I mean, easy. So Michigan, 85% chance we lose that game. Uh, you know, it, whatever. Highly likely. Highly likely we lose that game. So, so you sit there and you say, okay, so we, we know we got four wins. We know we got three losses. What can we do in the other five games? Is it possible to get two out of the next five? Because I, I, I think this exercise like I was kind of flawed because while I had Maryland as an easier game than Michigan State, it's by, it's by, a, it's by a Derek's penis. I mean, it, it's really small. <laughs> It, I mean, I mean, it, it is just right there, and it not much, not much. Hey, bigger. I'm not, I'm not staying at Tyler's anymore. I don't know what he's doing. When I'm <laughs> oh, Billy, <laughs> but but and, and then not behind there, like Iowa, Wisconsin. Like it would not shock me to win either one of those games. So you sit there at the end of the day, and like I, I'm not crazy enough to say we're going to go nine and three, but. You sit there and say, man, bowl, yeah, I mean, 50-50 shot, but it's also like seven, eight wins. Like, that's not dead in the water yet. Yeah. You're so, a lot more optimistic but, but, than I am. But but the, whole, but the whole thing is like four wins isn't out of the, out of the water no, either. No, it, it certainly isn't. Certainly is not. And, and, and I said Illinois, I mean, Illinois wouldn't shock. I don't know how I would pick that game today. I, I think the next two weeks is going to be really telling – I'm really intrigued what Illinois does against Purdue when they play them in two weeks before we play them. Uh, yeah. Well, you add into the fact that we are one more injury away on offense to be in really in a bad situation, too. Yeah. But Anthony Grant has had really good health. I mean, knock on wood. But And, and again, please, Matt, pitch count it. He That's does true. not need. He does yeah. not need twenty five carries against Louisiana Tech. I also think we need to see a little more Malachi Coleman and Jaden Doss this weekend. Hundred percent. Like we need to start seeing some of these freshman guys. Like, even if they don't catch the ball, just get them out there. They've been like, out you don't, there. No, no, don't get them out there. Throw them the damn ball. Let's see what they can do. Yeah. Because look, while it hasn't been a lot, Malachi Coleman's gotten snaps every game so far. But it doesn't do any good if you're not throwing on the ball. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I, 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 uh, yeah. The last question on this week before we get to the games of the week: How many passing yards do we have this week? Do we have 200 yards? Is this the week we get 200? No. 178. The rule said Satterfield said they were working on passing. 
They decided to finally if, work on passing during practice. <laughs> if there if there's a game we're gonna get over two hundred, it'll be this game. Yeah, I, I mean, I I tend to agree with you. I think this is this could be our best passing game of the season. Now, but I do think we'll have over two hundred and fifty rushing. Jeez, aren't you guys expecting more than five hundred yards total offense in this game? Or not? I'm is not that too much. I it's probably too much. Uh, while I don't expect us to have 200 yards passing, what I, what I said was, if there's a team that we could do it against, it's this one. I'm not saying I expect us to do it or think that we will, uh, but I, I, I think we're going to run the ball well. I, I, so I don't think we're going to need to pass a ton, other than to maybe not overdo it with Anthony Grant. All right. It is for the Derek. Derek's games of the week against the spread week four. Uh, God, I'm so freaking embarrassed about this, Tyler. Uh, I went one and four last week. I am four, 10 and one on the year. Tyler, don't be laughing too much because you went two and three. You're edging me. You're five, nine and one. And it's the Derek show. You had another winning week. You've won every single week. You're sitting at 10, four and one on the year. Quite impressive. Let's see you keep it up. Uh, Derek, I'm going to make you go first again this week. (laughs) So you guys don't try to tell me. But uh, first of all, before we get into these, what a freaking magnificent weekend of football. This is not a two TV setup in the living room. This is a three TV setup unless you have... uh, YouTube TV, where you have the uh, four-screen display, which is an awesome feature that they have this year for college football. Love it. Uh, So let's get into it. Usually when we try to pick these games, it's like two or three are easy, and then we're kind of struggling to find them. We were throwing games away to pick this week. So uh, great, great weekend of football. I feel sorry for anybody that has a wedding. Number 19, Colorado at number 10, Oregon. Oregon is 21-point favorites. Again, all of these picks are against the spread. Derek. All right. So I see what Oregon did against uh, Texas Tech. They struggled in that game, and Texas Tech threw that game away. And if Texas Tech hadn't done that, I think Oregon's got a loss. And so – Colorado's got an offense, and I know they're out with they're uh, out with uh, Travis Hunter's out, but they have so many damn receivers. I, I don't think it's going to hurt them that much. Where that's where you're going to hurt them probably is on the defense. Uh, I, I will say this: I would hammer the over, and I think the over's at like seventy-one. Is that all? probably? Yeah, I think I would hammer the over on this game. Uh, but but I'll say this: I I don't know if Colorado can win this game, but I I don't see Oregon beating them by twenty-one at all. So I, I'm going to go Colorado pretty easy on this one. Okay. Tyler? Yeah, I mean, this this was the single toughest game of the weekend for me to pick. Um, it really was. I, I I do think Oregon's going to hand it to Colorado. The question is, can Colorado backdoor cover all the things in there? I think that really? last game was really tolling on Colorado. I think it was physically, it beat them up. I think it was emotionally tough on them. Two I think it, it was... Down, Colorado State always plays Colorado tough, though. Yeah, but 
Forever. For, but, for as but, far back as I can remember, Colorado State has played on Colorado Tide. But Colorado is not normally three touchdown favorites. And they got punched in the mouth last week. I think that the 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 genie goes back in the jar. I think that the it kind of runs up a little bit on Colorado, and they get run out of the field. I like Oregon to win this, uh, cover this spread. Yeah. I have Oregon also. Colorado, I know, Tyler, you hate that. I hate it too. Colorado is going on the road this year. Sure, they look good against TCU. But I think they're exposed. Oregon has a good defense, great offense. And I think with uh, Travis Hunter being out, and as far as I know, on Tuesday night, I don't think Prime has made it personal yet. I mean, I don't think he's been offended yet. So I, I I think I think we're okay by taking Texas, Oregon. Texas Tech put thirty points on Oregon this on this Oregon defense. I can't imagine. I I I I do think Oregon will win, but I bet Colorado puts well over thirty points on these on this defense. So I don't and I don't see Oregon scoring fifty one sixty points. I just don't see it. All right, we'll be watching. Number hey, can let me ask you this. That cheap shot on Travis Hunter. Your thoughts. I actually really didn't see it. I I don't I can't respond to it because I didn't see what happened. It was a cheap shot. It what but it's being overblown. Is it being overblown? I think so. I, I think that it was in the relative it was it was one hundred percent a late hit. It was a I'm trying to hit you hard. But it wasn't hell. I, I mean, Ben Scott had a worse cheap hit on a player against Northern Illinois this last week. It just he didn't sever the guy's liver when he hit him. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, so I it it was cheap, but I don't know if I would call it malicious. Yeah, he was trying to hurt him. I mean, there, it was malicious. There was intent there. So, All right, number. Yeah. Number 15, Ole Miss, at number 13, Alabama. Alabama is seven-point favorites. Derek. This, t- now, Tyler, you're talking about tough games. This this was probably my toughest game here. Uh, Bama doesn't look like the Bama of old right now. Ole Miss really hasn't been tested much. They've looked really good doing what they do, but I think in Tuscaloosa, I think Bama finds a way to go ahead and cover this spread. Alabama? Okay. So this is the easiest game of the weekend for me to predict. I think Ole Miss should be favored in this game. I think Ole Miss wins outright. The easiest game game was the one we just did, and you got it wrong. I disagree, Derek. But what I will say, though, I would not bet this. In my life... It's the easiest I, game, but you won't bet it? What? Nope. Because my success on get, betting against Saban is really, really bad. So would it, would it shock me if Bama wins? No. Would it shock me if they cover? I guess not. But, like, I really... I, I actually have Ole Miss for the outright upset here. I, I Alabama doesn't have a quarterback. They, they I don't know who's going to play quarterback for them Saturday. And... You've seen this team completely fall the, apart without a quarterback. The worst part is it's not even so much their quarterback as much as their offensive line. There, there this is, is probably, this is probably the worst offensive line Alabama's had 
And the whole time Saban's been in Alabama. You know, the success rate on hitting on five stars is like a 70% chance. And Bama found the one year that all their five stars suck. And they're, they're and uh, watch them get some momentum here. But I like Lane Kiffin. I, I mean, you got the revenge factor. He wants to put it to Saban. I think Ole Miss is a better team. Bama isn't. I, I do. I think Tuscaloosa is going to go down this weekend. I hope you're right. I just don't see it. It is It is Milrow. Milrow is going to get the start, is what Saban said. So they're going to go back to him, let him go. Uh, but yeah, Tyler, once again, I have Ole Miss as well, which is, you know, Lane Kiffin's going to call us and call us UMFers. But yeah, I mean, Alabama does not look like the Alabama team that they're supposed to be. This is not a Nick Saban coach team, like what we're used to. Uh, I, I like Ole Miss getting seven points. I don't care if it's on the road, but yeah, you're right. Lane Kiffin, he's got a heart on there for uh, Nick Saban. So he's going to bring it. He's going to bring it. He's going to get his team to bring it because they want to show Nick Saban. And uh, I think they can do it. Uh, this next game is not a top 25 matchup but it is a great matchup in the big in the big 12 two undefeated teams BYU at Kansas uh each of them are 3 and 0 Kansas is 9 point favorites this will be a fun one Derek Well I let me start off by saying it's a pity that these two teams probably aren't ranked right now Yeah they both have they both have good wins they both 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 teams probably should be ranked uh but the, but the winner of this game will be ranked. And while I think Kansas wins this game, I think nine points is a bit much. I'm, I'm going to go with BYU on this one. Okay, Tyler? Yeah, same take. I mean, I think Kansas wins this game, but you saw what BYU did. They they just came off a big victory on the road against Arkansas. I think that they, um, they're, they're a good team. Kansas, obviously, high-powered offense. We saw them take it to Illinois. I, I do think they have the better quarterback. I, they, they, I think they, what's surprise. I think what's surprising though is Kansas' defense. Like I expected Kansas' offense to look pretty good. They're only giving up two hundred like like two hundred seventy two yards a game. I mean, I, I think that their that defense is, is pretty decent. I mean, it's. I I mean I part of that is the fact that I mean, beating Illinois or holding Illinois' offense isn't exactly impressive nowadays. Um I mean, they gave up 24 points in Nevada. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Their defense is probably better than expectations. I will grant you that. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know if I see them as a good defense by any stretch. They're certainly not the Huskers. So, Nevada, they won by seven. That was a tie game in the fourth quarter against Nevada. Uh for whatever reason, they didn't get it done. But, I, yeah, I'm with you guys. I like BYU in this. Nine points. I think that's a great line. I think that's a uh, – or that's great value to get BYU at, right? So I, I think, think so, yeah. So give me BYU. Number 24, Iowa, at number seven, Penn State. Penn State's 14.5-point favorites as we shift to Big Ten matchups. Man, I'm excited for this game. Derek? I, I'm excited for it as well. Uh, I, I will tell you this much. I hate the hook on this one. Yeah. 
I, I really hate the hook on this one. Because if you give me 14, I'm taking Penn State all day long. But the hook, the hook scares me just a little bit. Uh, ultimately, I, I, I always have one good game offensively, and it's been again, it was against Western Michigan last week. Uh, beyond that, they haven't had a ton of great success on offense. So maybe they found something, maybe they didn't. But Penn State's defense is good. Uh, their offense is also really good. Uh, I'm, I'm going to lean towards Penn State covering this one. Ooh, Penn State. I, is this a wideout? Yes. Okay. I mean, so, you know, I, 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 I went back and forth on this one. This was probably the second toughest one outside of Bama. Or, I'm sorry, uh, outside of the Colorado-Oregon uh, game. Um, but I'm going to go Iowa in this game. I, that's a lot of points. The hook does suck. Um, if you're on favor of Penn state, I mean, Penn state looks like the real deal. Uh, they could very easily win the East, which I, something I didn't think a month ago, but right now I would just say like, it is just hard to beat an Iowa team by that many points. Phil Parker always has that defense playing well. This year is no different. Iowa looks like the one real team out of the West right now, even though they don't look great. Um, but they definitely have played good football this year. Um, so, I, but I, I, but I'll say this: this is probably the worst I've seen Iowa's defense play in the last five years. I mean, at they, least they've yet to give up twenty points. The the difference is they're not getting turnovers at a clip that's insane right now. Like that—that's probably the difference in this Iowa defense. So I'm taking uh, Iowa also. Fourteen and a half is a lot of points. I think Penn State is going to win. Tyler, we're aligned again. Uh, I don't. We handicap college football the same way. I don't. I don't know why we do this, but we're consistently handicapping the same way. That's why we both suck. But. Uh, I'm just. I'm dumbfounded again. I, yeah, it, this is we crazy. end up in the same situation. Yeah, always picking against Derek. You know what's going to happen is either at the end of the year Derek's going to make so much money he's going to take us out for a nice steak dinner. Yeah, no, he's, <laughs> or, he's a cheap ass. <laughs> well, he's going to make so much money he's not going to be a cheap ass. Or we're eventually going to have a week we come back on. Like and make this thing interesting. You realize we're gonna need like four weeks, five weeks now, right? <laughs> it's getting that way. It's getting that way. Last game. Right, I know where Derek's picking. Oh yeah, I I, th- I know where I'm going to. Number six. This is the game of the week. This is the one that I've been waiting for all year long. Uh, number six, Ohio State, three point favorites at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's ranked number nine. God dang, this is going to be a fun game. Derek, I know you love Sam Hartman at Notre Dame. What is your pick? It's Sam Hartman all day long. I I, I love this quarterback. I, I loved him at Wake Forest. I, I, I know I've said it a thousand times already, but I loved him there. And I, I like him at Notre Dame. He's doing really well. He has yet to throw an interception. He's got like 14 touchdowns. Uh, Notre Dame's defense is playing really, really well as well. Uh not only do I like Notre Dame to cover this, I like Notre Dame to win this game. Tyler. 
well, if you had asked me maybe even a week ago, I probably would have been with Derek. But it seems like Ohio State has found a little bit of a momentum on that offense. Last week, they scored 63 points against Western Kentucky. They have yet to give up 13 points a game in a game this year. Uh, yes, Notre Dame has been damn impressive. They've blown out every opponent they've played. But you really look at that, who they have played, and it really hasn't been that impressive. I mean, really, probably, that's where you're. That's where you're going with this. Who has Ohio State played? Indiana. Ooh. I mean, is Indiana? Who's better, Indiana, NC State? Like, I mean, I mean, I, it's, it's. I mean, I, I would probably. You, I'll tell you what. You put them two in a matchup. I, I'm picking NC State. In the, in the NC State game, the going into the fourth quarter, it was 24-17 Notre Dame. Like, Ohio State has not been in a fight. They scored 63 points last week. The, the offense seems they to were have... In a fight with, they were in a fight with I, uh, Indiana. What was that score going into the... What, how close to fight? It was 23-3, to right? They won by 20 points, didn't they? Am I misremembering that game? I thought it was closer than that, but... Maybe I'm wrong. Like I, I feel like Indiana, like shockingly held. In- I, I will say this: I know I won the bet because they were favored and by a crap ton in Indiana. Well, play it, it was closer than people thought, but it. I don't think it was a dogfight. I think Kyle, uh, Kyle McCord struggled in that game. I think he's found his rhythm. I guess a nobody. I, I, I'm not buying Kyle McCord yet. I'm just okay. not. I, I like Ohio State in this game. I think they win this game and they they cover. At Notre Dame with a finally, Sam Hartman. Tyler, we finally disagree. After four weeks, we finally disagree. I, I like Notre Dame in this game. The one game we disagreed all year long. I got it. So, Derek, you have the monkey off my back. He's riding <laughs> with you and the Irish. I just got I, another He victory. wants to win, Tyler. I don't know what to tell you. You know, been, I've been waiting. Wait, I've been waiting for this opportunity to tail Derek. <laughs> <laughs> and I am tailing the correct side of this game. Ohio State, they do not look like the, the same Ohio State. Ohio State's in the same boat as Alabama right now. They're, they're a really good team. They're a really good team. But they do not look like the team of old. They do not look like the team that you expect that you expect out of them. What did you want Ohio State to do to Western Kentucky? I'm not talking about Western Kentucky. I'm talking about the rest of the season. Okay, they they held Indiana to three points. Okay. What you want them to shut them out? Like I I just no I no I want them to score points on them. I guess one of the I guess the, the probably the second to third worst Big Ten team in the in the conference. Indiana just held Louisville to twenty one points last week. I mean Indiana has a good defense. I, th- I think the disrespect for the Hoosiers is coming rampant from Derek's mouth right now. Can I shift this conversation slightly to the over-under of 55 and a half? What, sure. what do you guys like in the over-under? like over? the under? Do you like under. the under? I mean, I think Ohio State's defense is good enough, and I, I, I'm not 100% sold on their offense yet. I, 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 yeah. Weren't you just, I, 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 weren't you just championing? Well, I think their offense has come a long ways, but I mean, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think this is going to be a thirty-one to twenty-eight type game. I, I could see it being like a twenty-one seventeen type game. Is kind of where 
probably lean it. I mean, that, that seems a little low, but I mean, 24, 21, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I, I get this, and I, this wasn't an easy game. This, this was definitely in the tougher tiers to pick, but I, I'm not shocked Derek picked Notre Dame. I'm a little bit shocked Justin, you are riding with the Irish. I mean, Tyler, you're, you're oohing and on over this defense that's played Indiana, Youngstown State, and Western Kentucky. I, I, I was going to say, last week... Youngstown State. Yeah. They beat up on some penguins. Good job. Hey, Everybody penguin, knows penguins. Penguins are great animals. Like, if I like could chicken. get... And I could... Like, you shut your mouth. I want a pet penguin. I have a dream of walking my penguin around the block. What? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Right Tyler's down. Poppers. What is it? I don't know. Whatever. All right, let's get out of here, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, uh, it's it's gonna be a great weekend for football. Can't wait. Can't watch. Can't wait to watch the Huskers go two and two on the season. Special thanks to our producer Connor Russell for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter at Husker Cuscast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes anywhere you get your podcast. Hit that subscribe button and don't forget to rate and review. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, go Big Red. Mm-hmm.